you ready for God's Word this morning? Excellent. Appreciate your encouragement as we launch into this morning's message. Welcome to, obviously, their first service for 2021. Uh, for us here at Infused Church, January is a uh, month of prayer, and we are praying for our communities, for our church, for an encounter with God, for miracles, for souls to be saved, and uh, uh, for open doors as well. In the foyer, uh, you'll see on the wall there, there's a large wall calendar, and uh, should be looking like that, that you'll be able to see that. And what we're encouraging everybody to do is to put your name on a date and let's uh, uh, pray like uh, the New Testament believers in the book of Acts as uh, we can be of one heart, one mind in doing what God's called us to do. So uh, just want us to, to be like faith-filled and united as we, uh, we do this together. So uh, 2020 you know, had a, had a, uh, was a, a year of plenty, I thought, and uh, maybe 2021, let's make it all about the one uh, the one person, the, the Lord God Almighty, the true everlasting King of Kings, the Lord of all. Let's let's pray for an encounter with Him. Let's you know uh, believe that He's the one that loves us and gave Himself for us, and let's make it all about Him this coming year. Amen. I'm just going to pray for the message, and then I'm going to launch into it uh, today. So excellent, Heavenly Father, I thank you for Your Word today. I thank you that. You do amazing things with your word in and through us today. I pray that uh, you'd fill us with your word, with your spirit, and that we would be transformed by the power of your Holy Spirit as we sit under your word today. I pray that you would help us to be drawing closer and closer to you as we launch into this coming year, a place where we can face anything that may come our way because we know that you've spoken to us, we know that you continue to speak to us, and that you hold our future. And we thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week I, I spoke about positioning ourselves in the best place from which we can respond to anything, anything that comes our way. Today I want to provide us with some tools that will help us to position ourselves daily uh, to hear from the Holy Spirit. See, I actually believe that spending time with God is one of the most important things that we can do to position ourselves from which the place that we can then respond to anything that may come our way in life. And this all comes from a heart that wants to spend time with Jesus. We don't have to do this. It's not something that we're forced to do. It's not something that we you know, are... are uh, coerced into doing or anything like that. It's something that a part of our heart, a part of our lives says, I want to spend time with God. It says in Hosea chapter 6, verse 3, Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know Him. He'll respond to us as surely as the arrival of dawn or the coming of rains in early spring. So it might lead you to the question, like, how do we get to know God better? And I think, you know, when you start to ask those questions, you can look to Scripture to answer that very question. And in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9, David, he says to his son Solomon, he says, Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek him, you'll find him. But if you forsake him, he'll reject you forever. What you're going to hear today 
has consistently helped me to deepen my relationship with God and to deepen my faith. It's helped me to be a better husband, to be a better father, and to be a better grandfather. It's helped me to in, in my leadership, and it's strengthened me in my resolve to do exactly what God has called me to do. And I believe that it will help you to do the same. Now, if you're a woman, it's not going to help you be a better father, okay? It'll help you to be a better mum, a better uh, grandmother, a better daughter, uh, but it, it's not going to help you to be a better father. But for guys as well, it will help you in your relationships as well. So the, the thing is, if, if, if I love to cook and I was really passionate about it and suddenly I had you know, someone like Jamie Oliver or Maggie Beer come to me and said to me, how would you like for me to give you a one-on-one lesson on how to cook. I tell you what, if I was a, had a designer, I'd jump at it. Absolutely jump all over it. See, if I had a, a desire to be creative with my words, and then suddenly Tom Clancy or Max Licardo came up to me and said, how about I sit down with you and just teach you how to write and to create books? I would be all over that like a rash. I'd, I'd jump at the opportunity. How about, like, you know, if Brian Houston, the, the leader of Hillsong, came up to us and said, I want to disciple you. I want to take you aside one-on-one -on -one and impart my leadership knowledge into your life so that you can uh, be a, a great leader in doing what God has called you to do. What about if, if Matt Redman, the great worship song leader, songwriter, came to us and said, I want to sit down with you because I want to help you to, to, to form songs and create songs. What about if Steve Smith came up to us? And he said to us, I want to teach you how to play cricket. How many of us would jump at an opportunity if we had a desire in any one of those areas? What would we do to make that happen? What if we love to teach kids or to start a business, take photos perhaps, or something else that we are passionate about, and the person that we admired in that field wanted to mentor us, to impart their knowledge or their life, their heart into us, we would jump at the chance to do that. So if we want to live a life of meaning and significance, who could we turn to to be mentored that's lived a life of significance and meaning? Now I want to tell you this morning that there are many contenders for that title, but there's only one champion and that name and that person is Jesus. Jesus, the one who came to give us life and to live a, a significant life, to have a life of meaning, a life that overflows. Jesus wants to impart to us, to spend time with us, to mentor us, and to impart his life and his spirit into us so that we can further establish the kingdom of God here on earth. It says in John 17 verse 14, and Jesus is speaking this, he says, I've given them your word. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the Bible is the greatest book you'll ever read on leadership. It's the greatest book you'll ever read on raising and relating to children and to young people. It's the greatest book you'll ever read on music and hospitality and making friends. The Bible is the greatest book you'll ever read on relationships, on finance and investment. The, the Bible is the greatest book you'll ever have and understand about positive thinking on creation as well. It's the greatest book you'll ever read and discover on discovering your purpose and achieving your life 
life's goal in, in, in this life. It's the greatest book you'll ever know and have in getting to know God and to live for God. A number of years ago, Jane put up a post on Facebook uh, from Smith Wigglesworth. And Smith Wigglesworth said this, The Bible is the Word of God, supernatural in origin, eternal in duration, inexpressible in value, infinite in scope, regenerative in power, infallible in authority, universal in interest, personal in application, and inspired in totality. That's what the Word of God is to us. What a great description of what the Word of God is to us. See, God's Word has been given to us by God Himself. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17, it says, Every Scripture, every Scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It'll empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction, and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you'll be God's servant, fully mature, and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment that God gives you. Isn't that encouraging? If God asks you to do something, He is preparing you to fulfill that assignment. He's put something in your life to be able to help you to fulfill your God-given assignment in life. And it's God's Word. It's His Holy Spirit. There's there's life in the Word of God. It's God-breathed. All Scripture is inspired by God. It's it's God-breathed. All Scripture empowers us to believe right so that we can live right. God's Word is His way of preparing every believer to be fully equipped to fulfill any assignment that God gives to us. See, God set the standard. What He says, He follows through on. Psalm 145 verse 13 says, The Lord always, say that, always, God always, the Lord always keeps His promises. He keeps His promises through us as we respond to His Word. See, Noah responded to God's Word by building a boat because God told him to. And it came in really handy at a certain point. He needed that boat. Abraham and Sarah's prenatal classes paid off as Isaac was born as promised. See, daily time in God's Word is absolutely essential for every believer. Every believer. And as followers of Jesus, we want to be connected to Him, to really know Him. One of the best ways to get to know Jesus better is through the personal discipline. That's right. This is going to take discipline. There's work involved. This is not a get out of jail free card. You will have to do some work. You will have to spend some time doing this. How many of us know that, you know, like our kids when they grew up and they were babies, they actually had to eat their food. They didn't need to just absorb it through their skin. It's it's like coming to church, uh, being a, a... fully passionate, devoted follower of Jesus doesn't happen just because we place ourselves in an environment where everyone talks about God. No, there's some part of it we have to internalize this. We have to walk this out. We have to believe this. We have to pursue God. There's something that's called we're called to do and to participate in uh, this Christian faith life thing. 
One of the best ways to get to know Jesus better is through the personal discipline, the daily practice of reading and reflecting on God's word and walking out what it says to us. Another way to say this is to start the practice of life journaling, L-I-F-E, life journaling. See, journaling creates a record of our encounters with God as he prepares us for life. So let me break this down for you. The L of life simply means listen. Just listen. Psalm 32 verse 8 says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best path for your life. I'll advise you and watch over you. Isn't that encouraging? That this life, when we sit down and we listen to God, He can lead us on the right path for our lives. If God's promised guidance and direction, then we've got to position ourselves to be able to listen to him so that we catch what he says. The eye of life means to inquire. Judges chapter 18 verses 5 to 6 says, Please talk to God for us, the men said. Ask God if we will be successful in what we are trying to do. Don't worry, answered the priest. The Lord is pleased with what you are doing. In other words, there's this part where we've got to ask God. We've got to inquire of God about what's going on. See, life's about a relationship with Father, and we simply need to ask Him to inquire of Him. The F of life is about our faith, seeing it grow. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of Christ through the Word of God. You see, our faith will continue to grow as we hear from the Word. Jesus is the Word. Journaling adds weight to our faith and establishes our beliefs in our lives. And the E of life is about experience. Putting action to our faith. Doing something about what we are believing for. It's great to say that we have faith, but it's seen in our actions. It's seen as we pray for people. It's seen as we are generous. It's seen as we rock up on a Sunday. It's seen as we touch base with our neighbours and encourage them. It's seen. Faith is a visible thing. See, John chapter 13 verse 17 says, Now you know these things. You'll be blessed if you do them. See, the spiritual disciplines of Bible reading, of prayer and journaling are not just about knowing things, but it's about doing stuff as well. See, one way to engage the process of life journaling is through the SOAR method, S-O-A-R, SOAR. We're going to soar with God. The SOAR method is what I personally use in my devotional time. There are many others and each are designed to help us to meet with our divine mentor on a daily basis. So there's a three-step process that might help you to understand this just a little bit better. So step one is this, okay? Find a Bible reading plan that suits you the best. There are thousands that are available through various apps, through online stuff. You can download things that, uh, that help you. Now, I personally use a Bible reading plan through the Infused Church app that we have. I just use it all through there. It makes it very easy for me. It's easy to set up and to easy to use, and it keeps me on track throughout the year. That's step one. Just find a Bible reading plan. Man, that was rocket science, wasn't it? I, mean, I can tell that you just think, wow, that was so hard. I don't think I'd do that. Step two is this. Find a time in the day that works for you, and it's free from distraction. For me, morning works best 
because I'm at my best in the morning. It's just, that's how it is. It just works for me. For you, you might be at your best in the evening. So use that time. If that, that suits you, you know, if it works, great. So what we do then is we read the Bible slowly and with an open heart. We let it study us as we study it. See, the Holy Spirit will mentor us. We simply ask for revelation and guidance through the word. We ask him to highlight a key word or a verse as we're reading this that applies to our life. Now, let me say this, okay? The whole point of this isn't how much we read, but what God says to us and what we apply to our lives from what we read. I was so encouraged by uh, Dean and Lisa as they lead our youth last year and they gave them Bible reading plans at certain points throughout the year and they asked the kids to actually journal what they were reading. And a lot of the kids went away and they journaled stuff that they read. Now, there was a prize at the end of it. And that's, that's, I think that's really good and in, you know, it's encouraging for the kids to do that. But it's starting to set them up for the rest of their lives to base it around spending time with Jesus. And how many of us need to take the example of these kids as they do what we should be doing as well? It's not something we have forced to do. It's something that we get to do. See, as I'm reading the Bible, I'm listening, I'm expecting God to speak to me from his word. Does a word jump out at me or a sentence or a phrase? If it does, I reread that, sense, that section or that, that sentence. I'll underline it and then I'll highlight it. I ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what, what are you saying to me in this moment? And then I journal what I hear God saying to me. I write it down. I use longhand. That's called a pen. For you, some of you, it may be a crayon. That's okay. As long as you've got a big piece of paper to write on. But I find it so much better for me to write things in longhand, not using an app. And I'll tell you why. Here's some benefits of using just note-taking, using a pen and a notepad. It increases our ability to focus and be able to understand and process more information. It improves our memory. I need that. It inspires our creativity and it engages our mind. Do you know that there's been studies that have been done that have proven now that you can remember more by having a physical Bible. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't use a Bible app. I'm not saying that at all. But they're saying that you can remember more of the Bible that you read by having a physical Bible than you can by having and using an app. And the reason is that when you read a physical Bible, you can remember where it is on the page, that it's on the right-hand side, about halfway up, and you can see that that's where it is on the page. Whereas in an app, you just lose the, the location of that particular thing that you're reading because there's no frame of reference for you to be able to zone in and remember that particular passage. So for me personally, this is what works for me. If you get along great with an app, then I encourage you to run with what you are really good at. So I've discovered that the more that God speaks, he speaks more and more to me as I write things down. It helps me to remember those encounters with God. Many of the messages that I preach come from journaling my encounters with God in the morning. 
you are getting fed from what God's feeding me. Who, how are your kids learning? How are your kids getting fed? Oh, we'll leave that one alone. See, what life lessons can we discover to handle anything as we do? So this is step three. We've done step one, it's just finding a, a Bible reading plan. Step two is to, to start to uh, look at this sore thing and, and to start to think about journaling and things like that. Step three is to, to begin to soar. Now, up on the screen, you're going to see an example of what a notepad could look like, okay? It doesn't have to be reams and reams and reams of writing stuff down. So you can have the S stands for Scripture, the O stands for observation. The A is for application. The R is for our response, our prayer response, our, what we're going to write out, what God wants us to do. And that's as simple as it gets. But I can tell you it will transform your life. It will transform the way that you approach things in life because you will see that God will speak to you and you'll remember things. See, uh, what I would also encourage you to do is in the front of your notepad or at the back of your notepad, have a contents page like a, uh, so that you can say that on this date uh, I, I read this scripture and it was all about hope. That was it. So that, that's your content. So when you need hope somewhere down the track, you can remember that because you've spent time soaring with God, he spoke to you about hope and you can go to that passage and that page in your notepad and be encouraged and given hope once more. Do you see the benefit of it? Okay, massive response. So, S, Scripture. From today's reading, write out the key verse, what God's spoken to you. It's a great way of going over the Scripture again and as we write each word and it helps us to commit that Scripture to memory. The O of saw is observation. Start in the setting of the Scripture. Ask ourselves what's happening in this passage. What's the environment like? You know, what might the verse have meant to the original writer or to the reader? What's happening to the characters? What do we learn about God in that moment? What are the key words that give weight and meaning to that verse? Then there's an A, application, saw, S-O-A, application, R. How can that thought or that observation or that insight be applied to our life? Revelation isn't about information, it's about transformation. That's what we want. That's, what's this verse mean for my thought life? What does it mean for my emotional life? What does it mean for my love life? How does this affect my marriage, my kids, my workplace, my friendships, my church? How does knowing what we believe affect how we're going to behave? And the R of saw is simply a response. What I'd encourage you to do is to write to God in prayer, write, you know, respond in prayer. Just write out your prayer, write out a letter almost to, to God and, and how that, you know, you ask him to empower you to apply the scripture in your life, to be effective as you act upon it, that Jesus would be glorified as you do it. See, remember, life journaling or soaring are tools to strengthen our relationship with God and be able to respond to anything in life, no matter what happens. It helps us to develop a healthy habit of daily time with God, getting to know Him. And as we immerse ourselves in God, we position ourselves to be able to respond to anything that the world may throw at us. 
Romans 12.2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. It's about us then we'll know to how to, what God's good and pleasing plan for us is. As we read and meditate on God's word on any subject, it begins the process of transforming our minds and our hearts. So here's the challenge for 2021. As we start this year, as we look at the year that's coming towards us, realising that there's only just over 11 months till Christmas, Here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. Stuff's falling out in the Bible. There you go. Here's the challenge. What will you do with this message? What will you do with this message? What will we do with our time as we look at perhaps spending time with God this year? <clears throat> 2020 was a horrific year for some, like Luke said, as he was leading worship. For some it was great, for some it wasn't. But I believe that as we spend time with God, as we are in his word, having him speak to us, and touch our lives, encouraging us, strengthening us, embracing us, loving us, it's from that place, in his embrace, that we'll be able to face anything. Not because we're better than anyone else, not because we can do all things and we look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and all the rest of it, but simply because we are with the one. See, I believe that 2021 is going to be about the one. The one true God, God Almighty, Lord God Almighty. Let's make it about him this year and do whatever we can to get into his presence so that we can soar in life and be able to face anything that may come our way. Hosea 6.3, Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know him and he will respond to us as surely as the arrival of dawn or the coming of rains in early spring. Let's stand. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that you are drawing us to the place of your presence. You're drawing us to know you more and more, deeper and deeper, to know the reality of your presence, the reality of your love and your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness, your strength, your peace, your joy your gentleness, your power in our lives. You're drawing us to that place where we can know all of those things and so much more. Because you want to equip us 
for every assignment that you give to us. And I pray that as we start this year out, that you would draw us to your word and to a place where we can hear you speak to us, where we quieten ourselves, we quieten the voices of everybody else in and around us, and we focus in on the one, the one true God, the Lord God Almighty. Father, draw us by your Spirit into your presence this year from which we can then respond to anything that may come our way. We can respond because we've heard you speak. We can respond because we know the direction that you're pointing us in. We can do that because we know that you love us and that you care about us. I pray that you give every person a desire to be in your presence this year from which we're, we can respond to anything that may come our way. In Jesus' name today. Just while every head's bowed and every eye is closed, I want to give people an opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Saviour. I've spoken about spending time with Jesus and having Him encourage us and from which we can respond to anything in life. Well, now's a chance for you to respond. If you don't know Jesus, one of the greatest things that you can ever do is to give your life to Him. Have Him lead you through life. Have Him touch you through life and encourage you through life. He died for you. He loves you with a passion. He loves you with everything that He's got. He's withhold nothing from you. Is it time that you gave your heart to Jesus today? What a great way to start the year. What a great way to start the rest of your life. Is there anybody here? Maybe you don't know Jesus. But this morning you feel like you just want to give your life to Him. Is anyone here this morning just want to give your heart to Jesus? Put your hand up nice and tall so that I can see it and then I can pray for you and I know who I'm praying for. Is anyone here this morning? If online and you're watching this message and you just want to give your heart to Jesus, I pray that you put a comment in the, in the section below the the video you're watching, and we'll get in touch with you. Just put your email address or a contact number and we certainly will touch base with you. Father, I thank you for your people today. Bless them, encourage them in Jesus' name.